0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. We have my new friend and Reiki practitioner, Heaven here. Heaven and I met through our mutual friend Mads and we totally connected when we first, uh, you know, spoke on the phone. We actually had like a big FaceTime call with a few other girls. And, um, it was really fun. And then she ended up doing my Reiki about two weeks ago and it was my first proper time doing Reiki. I would say we connected more than any other kind of Reiki person I've ever gone to in the past. And she's so talented and so smart and so beautiful and bubbly and bright. And I'm just so excited to have her on today. We're going to be talking about everything kind of spiritual related, medium related, Just all this all the things that you know everyone's so interested in. So welcome Heaven. Thank you so
1: much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, blessed to be here. I'm like this is my first podcast. So super excited to step into something kind of uncomfortable, but with that growth. I'm so excited about it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's it's a first that you know what? it's actually a lot easier than you think. And it's just like chatting to a friend, like I was telling you, podcasting. Absolutely. Yes. So I would love to kind of start off and I want to know this personally as well. How did you get into this work? Like, what's your story? Did you, cause you're technically, you, you also called yourself, you're, you're an intuitive medium as well. So you're super into how, and I think the biggest misconception that a lot of people have when it comes to mediums. It's like, oh, you were born that way. And that's the only way you can have these abilities or whatever you want to call it. Um, So I would love to hear your story. Did you feel very intuitive since you were a child or did it kind of come about?
1: Like, I would love to hear
0: that whole side of things.
1: So, I mean, I don't think I was intuitive as a child. I was sensitive, very sensitive as a child. And With that came its own challenges. I grew up in a very loving home, very encouraged home to have any conversation. There was nothing off limits really, which meant a home talking about the woo -woo, the conspiracies. We often bonded about these things because nothing was off limits. So that definitely encouraged that side of me to come out. I was very lucky. I did high school where i didn't really talk too much about that side of me but i knew when i came home it was a safe space to bring those things out and i'll speak for my sister and i because she also has so many gifts and we both would be able to go home have a welcome family conversations about it all but there was never that moment when i was a child where i was like oh i can talk to ghosts i can talk to dead people like what is this it was never like that so i mean Going into schooling afterwards, I feel like a part of me rejected the idea of university. I never resonated with that sitting in the classroom, just reading off of a piece of paper. It never really sat well with me. So I started looking into more how I could help people in a different way. And university was not the way. I did have someone introduce aesthetics to me. And from there on, I was super interested. I amazing that you can get paid to do nails and facials and get paid to help people feel beautiful just that resonated so deeply with my soul so I did that I graduated from that at 18 and kind of was like well what the heck I have to go into the real world I guess I'm an adult at 18 to go start a career so I worked at a small small business small shop in my hometown always felt like something was missing. I wanted more for myself. So I moved to the mountains where I currently am now. My soul felt so at peace here and so connected. Um, I worked at a beautiful spa here. And then there was still that little voice that wanted me to go back to my hometown. There's always that little cycle that I needed to learn to go through. So I moved back home, felt so lost back in my hometown. I did not know what was going on. And then my dad brought up Reiki one day, and I was like, What on earth is Reiki? And immediately wanted to dive deeper into what that was. So I booked my first session. The experience is so different for every individual. I felt like this pressure had been lifted that was there for years. It had just been lifted off my shoulders. And I cried a lot as well. I didn't understand what was going on. And with that, too, I always encouraged as a practitioner to never afterwards go over exert yourself, drink any of that. It happened to be my birthday and I drank. And with that, I think came the release of years of not understanding where I was meant to be or what I was meant to do. So that kind of brought on that darker time in my life where I really had to start processing these emotions that I didn't understand. And with that, it brought me to learning my level one Reiki and that really taught me how to not just feel things without actually understanding them it helped me understand the root cause of absolutely everything I went through and that there was more to just crying because you see something that makes you sad well why does it make you sad questioning these things and understanding the root cause to all of it It really had me dive deep into that part of myself and bring it forward. So with that, I mean, I was running my own spa at that point. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started my own spa, which brought so much freedom, but also brought a time of complete isolation because I was living in a town by myself. Even though it was my hometown, I was working by myself and didn't really know what to do at that point. So I wanted to bring in the spiritual field to the aesthetics world. There is such a beautiful connection there as you are helping people and connecting every day. So I knew I was on the right path. And with getting my further levels, it kind of just really opened up that world of, wow, there's so much more to it than even just making someone feel beautiful. giving them an environment to know how they can make themselves feel beautiful. They don't need another person to do it. So I knew I wanted more even just to get out of Cornwall, my hometown. And my boyfriend came along and said, why don't we move to the mountains again? You really felt at home there. So that's exactly what we did. And I knew with that I had to leave the spa industry and branch off into something new. And I think too, as you mentioned, Mad really helped encourage me to do that as well and you know jump into that head first completely. Like we weren't dipping the toe, we were gonna cut off that part of you and do something that is so aligned, and that's exactly what we did. So I moved out here, closed the spa, and I'm now full-time doing Reiki, which has been an absolute blessing. I went through an intense burnout with the spa. I was working 14 hours days, I didn't know the balance work ratio of personal life working I was really unclear about that and of course it brought on a burnout so I mean we're June I closed the spa in January and I'm still healing with the help of Reiki burnout it is something that I'm trying to teach others like it's very real very real very toxic as well to get into those patterns so I mean that has been a blessing doing Reiki on myself Diving deeper into my spirituality, it saved me honestly in ways that I can't even describe. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that, and it's yeah. so
0: inspiring because January was only what, like five months ago or something. That was. Yeah, that's like really soon, and a lot of people listening. You know, of course, so many of us want to be entrepreneurs, want to start our own businesses. So being in this in this phase is a really beautiful phase mm-hmm. to be in because you just took the plunge. So it's really nice mm-hmm. to hear that. And I want to know, like, when did you figure out you were always interested in the woo and, you know, growing up, your parents were Mm -hmm. always, you know, there was always open dialogue about it. Um, When did you kind of first feel something that, you know, something, you know, like maybe it was someone there, maybe like when, when was your first experience of woo?
1: I always noticed with working hands on with clients at the spa that I would take on a lot of their energy and I would go home and just completely break down almost every single night which also led to my burnout. I didn't realize that this in itself is an intuitive thing. It's called claircognizance and clairsentience, like just feeling and knowing everyone's energy all the time was so draining and I didn't know how to protect myself. So I felt like when I dive completely into this world. I started full-time this and that's whenever that was always there but the addition of voices I guess you could say it was always my own voice thankfully. I would think things that weren't normally my thoughts and hear different names that weren't names that I knew when I would talk to people but it was only when I was already very spiritually developed the more Connected with the voices come through. As I said, I was always sensitive, so I kind of always knew that. I had no idea, though, that at the time that was in itself an intuitive hit. I had no idea until I learned about that. So I would say, really, the day that I moved to the mountains, beginning of February, I met my new roommate and I knew that a dad had passed away in the home that I was living in. My roommate's dad passed away. I didn't know this until. He told me he introduced himself. His name is Dave, and I was talking to her and I said, "I have the craziest thing, and I don't even know how to explain it." But had your dad passed? And she looked at me like, "Yeah, he has a year ago." And I'm like, "Okay, wow. Like, what's his name, Dave?" And she looked at me, and I as well knew that I was correct, and we both kind of freaked out because I had no idea. Like, I had never experienced this, and this Dave, it was my own voice, but it was very much like, I'm Dave. Hello. He says, tell her that I'm always with her. It's very important. So I say this to her and I felt like, oh, this is cliche, right? Like it always is like, oh, I'm always with my family member, but she raised her long sleeve. She wearing long sleeve. She raised, sleeves. She raised it And that's what her tattoo said. And it was in tribute to her father. And that day going forward with sessions, I do have Family members come forward and they have very beautiful messages. And it's all about me stepping into that now where I'm still learning that, no, you're not crazy. And it's a beautiful gift to have. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. that. That (laughs) is amazing
0: and so crazy. And, you know, so (laughs) many people say, oh, it's just a coincidence that these people can predict things or hear things, but it's really, I believe in it. I don't know if mm-hmm. I have, well, Mads seems to think that I have the ability, but I have been very much so blocking it because I don't know if I'm comfortable yes, with yes. that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's so cool to hear and, and I love hearing these stories and and there are so many stories that I've heard about um, mediumship mm-hmm. that just make it, make it a fact in my mind. I think you don't really think it's true until you see all this proof, right? Um, Absolutely. so I definitely am a believer now. Um, but again, like I'm still open. I don't know every, like I am so open to this world. I don't have mm-hmm. concrete beliefs necessarily. I do know there's something more that, out there. I just mm-hmm. don't know exactly what I, I don't know what I know yet, you know? Um, yeah. so I have a question though, when you're reading someone, do you need them to be open for you to read them? Like, do did your roommate need to be open for you to, meet the dad you know
1: yeah so I've now set strict boundaries for my own protection that it needs to be a mutual connection that time it absolutely was not I had no idea what was going on Um, I mean now I'll have voices come through while I'm in the shower for my session tomorrow and I need to say no this isn't the right time for this so yes and no it's A spirit does really want to come forward. They will absolutely do it, but only when the time is right and when my kind of channel is open to receiving, it will never happen now without me wanting it to. It's just now up to that person that I'm doing a session with to want to hear the message. It can be a hard message sometimes to hear. So that I have to do ethically what I think is right. And usually it is sharing that because there's a reason it's coming forward to help their healing. And that's all that we really want to do with that. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting.
0: Have you ever been in a situ have you ever been in a situation where you felt like it was like a bad spirit or like you didn't want it
1: there? No, it's always been good. No, no, there's definitely times where there is darker energy. I do believe in the balance of both, but usually these darker energies are just very broken traumatized souls and I think it's important to look at them that way and not be afraid of them but instead try to heal them and if they are trying to come forward they do have a message and sometimes they are trying to be a little scary but it's important to send it love and it will always heal like unconditional love nothing can beat that vibration it is the highest vibration it's a vibration that we all achieve try to achieve in this life so sending that it's never really happened in sessions because I protect myself and the client. So well, I have crystals everywhere. I cleanse the space and I also channel good and bad. I will not share anything bad like that. It's not going to do any good. Instead. I just, here's your love. Now move along. That's all we need. Most like spirits that want to come forward to a family member. They're not bad at all. Not at all. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that's like my
0: biggest fear with all of this. It's just like, I am such Uh a cat from my childhood watching horror movies and scary movies when I was a kid, like it really imprinted into me. So this is why this work, you know, like scared me so much for so long. And, um, you know, I was also such a sensitive child like you, like mm-hmm. everyone knew I was overly sensitive and I still am like, I'm so sensitive. Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know, You have to
1: with that, but yeah. I think too, there comes with these scary movies and Hollywood trying to scare people into wanting to step into their power because there is a fear there. It is scary. So I think that in itself is something that we need to recognize and go, okay, when we see all these beautiful light beings and they're okay, it's probably okay. It's all with your own comfort level. And as you take on more, it's you can make it a slow process. I mean, I don't know many people who just stepped into it and immediately these gifts were right there. It really is about persistence and work as well. We have to put work in to get these gifts and be able to channel. I didn't wake up and I had to meditate every day and wake up and just, Oh, I can talk to spirit. It really came with work and dedication and wanting to do it. So that's important as well. It's not likely just going to happen. You have to put work in. Mm
0: -hmm. So when someone asks you about, you know, why this happens or like the science behind it or where these people come from and how you can communicate, like, I would love to know what, what you say to those people for any skeptics listening. What would you say? What's the explanation in your kind of own words that you often tell people when it comes to, to this work, you know, is it a different dimension yeah. or is it like i would love to know what what your thoughts are about how it actually happens you know
1: yes i think the best way it usually happens for me when it's about reiki so i'll go into that sort of i always break up reiki itself into science and spirituality so i mean spiritually reiki the word reiki itself ray Re is your higher power your god that source energy And key is that invisible, which makes it hard, but that life force energy. So together, it's all about a spiritually guided life force energy. Let's just say that. So there's a reason it's happening. We can't see it, which makes it kind of more beautifully complicated than it needs to be. But in itself, it's beautiful. And spiritually, I know Reiki as a Japanese deep relaxation technique. It's very good to relax there's no dogma to it which is great there's no religion attached to it it's all really about sharing compassion and kindness and i think when a skeptic comes up to me and asks me well why would you believe in that i say well look at the before and after of every session i truly do see a difference in that after even if it is all about just taking a moment taking a step back taking a breath in spiritually i know that this life force energy that i have been attuned through my Reiki teachings, I can now use my hands and allow that to come through my hands and create an environment to heal. Skeptics still have a hard time, which is totally okay. So I will usually just give me your body or let me just see, we'll take five minutes and I'll do it to you. And I don't think there's ever been a time where they go, wow, I feel even just a little more relaxed. And that in itself is amazing. I do also like to talk about the science behind this because there is so much science behind energy itself. I mean, we know that you turn on a light and energy comes through. Our bodies work the exact same way. It's kind of a similar comparison, but completely different. we can't just turn a light on in ourselves, but we can go get an electrocardiogram and see the energy of the pulses in our heart. We can do that. And that in itself, if you believe in science, you know that there has to be some sort of energy there So whenever we are in very toxic environments, traumatic experiences, this changes that electromagnetic wave of energy and kind of chops it up a little bit is the best way that they've been able to explain it. And the hands of a healer who has been attuned, I believe we're all healers, we just need to be attuned. They touch this, we actually are able to use a healthier magnetic field and balance that out. So there's many different laws, if you want to get into the science of it, I don't usually like to get too deep, because then I kind of lose people. But there is quite a bit when you do the research. And I mean, for anyone who wants to check out my website, I have so many sources of science based, like, so many people do so much research, there's so much out there. And I think if you just look for it, you will be able to find something that resonates If you can't, just let me show you, because I swear after feeling it, you can't really deny that you're even more relaxed. So yeah, that is so beautiful. And it's my favorite thing to do.
0: That's amazing. When I was actually at the Joe Dispenza meditation event in January, he, and for anyone that wants to learn more about the science behind both like energy and how it exists and how it affects us and through meditation and reiki and all these different practices it can really influence our energy but also like you know just like healing you know that's something i learned so much about when i went to that meditation retreat with him because he literally has was showing statistics on the screen about how these remote healies that were like, you know, really focusing on a picture of someone with like cancer or a tumor, how literally a third of them, um, actually heal from that one healing session, wow. something crazy like that. And he said, we're going to start making it way more mainstream when we've reached 50%, when we figure out how to get to 50%, because oh. that is something a lot of medical professionals that don't believe in this work will have to look at because a third, a absolutely. lot of people would still say, Oh no, but still a third it's mm-hmm. insane. So
1: that's huge.
0: Yeah. It's really wild. So like, he's like on top of all the new science with this work. Um, and there's so much that we still, you know, are, are discovering, but at the end of the day, absolutely. why, you know, like if you want to decide on your beliefs and this is why I have my beliefs in certain areas, it's like, which belief will best benefit me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that my thoughts and my energy create my life. And why don't I just, you know, keep living life that way because I'm creating my reality and it's worked really well for me up to this point. So I'm going to continue riding that wave and not be a pessimist, even if it's not mainstream Mm -hmm. yet. And it's really Mm -hmm.
1: working for me. I'm going to do it. Mm Absolutely. And I think too, with Reiki, I'm able to go in and see root causes of ailments, like, oh, I have a headache. Okay, well, I can go in and help understand why this headache is always coming back. And there is usually a bigger meaning than just, oh, I have a headache. So I think going in and finding these root causes helps you to live that abundantly beautiful life because you can heal something on a cellular level by going in and Asking it, confronting it, it brings it out, releases through tears, through, you know, a tightness in your chest, even just a cough, you're releasing that energy that is so stuck inside of you. Mm -hmm. Through meditation, there's so many different ways, journaling, confronting these fears that keeps you in a lack mentality
0: hmm You know, there was a really cool study that they taught at the seminar thing I went to with meditation thing. And I want to share it with you because it was so cool. And it's basically proof that the field of energy around matter actually influences matter. It's not matter that influences the field. So it's actually the energy that influences matter. And I think Einstein actually discovered that first. Um, but Dr. Joe Dispenza was talking about it at the retreat and, um, he gave an example. They did this big study with like thousands of women. And I might butcher this a little bit, but you'll get the point. Um, am mm-hmm. trying to remember, but it was so interesting. They did this big study with all these women and, um, they measured in some way, the field of energy around their lower stomach and they did tests and, and most of the women there Um, didn't have any issues, but some of the women did. And they figured that a lot of the women that had ovarian cancer, which was, you know, very hindered um, electromagnetic field around that area in your body. um, They noticed that they had uh, incoherent patterns in that energetic field. Mm -hmm. And the women that did not have the uh, ovarian cancer did not have any incoherent patterns. They were all very coherent and even patterns in that field, they, they measured it in some way, but then they noticed that there was a group of women that had incoherent patterns, but they didn't have the cancer. And then they followed up with those, all those women later, like five or 10 years later. And it ended up that every single woman that had the incoherent pattern with no cancer ended up developing cancer. Wow. So that That just proves the field influences matter. And what is the field? It's measured. You can measure it scientifically, but you can't see it. So people don't believe in energy because they can't Mm -hmm. see it, but it exists. I mean,
1: the, the heart chakra, the heart radiates up to 15 feet outside of your body. And this is why when someone walks in the room and you haven't even looked at them, but you can just feel a different energy. And sometimes you don't like it. Yeah. It's because you can feel that 15 foot distance and it is crazy to think. And that is why when someone's really feeling it, you can usually feel it too. And that's also why when someone is coming from a beautiful heart space, they can feel others so easily because it's just radiating so
0: far. Absolutely. It's so interesting to talk about. And I felt very different after our Reiki session and we're going to continue doing it every couple of weeks or so. I really felt different. Mm-hmm. I really felt yes. different. Amazing. And yes. it was amazing. Yeah. I was telling you, yeah. you know, I did two Reiki sessions in my past with two people I didn't resonate with at all. And mm-hmm. I didn't vibe with them. And like they're a bit, I don't know. Like they it just we didn't, we didn't, we weren't on the same vibe. Like we our yeah. energy yeah. energy wasn't aligned. But with you, yeah. like. You're so just inviting and like grounding and like just so good at this. And I felt such a difference. I did. And um it was so funny because you know, you after the Reiki session, you called me because we did it remotely. And Mm -hmm. um you called me and and you're telling me everything that you kind of found and everything that you said, I was like, oh yeah you know, X, Y, and Z, like, for example, you were like, oh, like, do you have a lot of tension in your jaw? I'm like, yeah, I have TMJ. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you said I had a very overactive heart chakra, which I w- I've been told for many different people, like Mads always told mm-hmm. me that. And you had no idea. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, everything you said was totally accurate. So it's like
1: proof is in the pudding. It's And that comes to where I think practitioners, they're all so different. And that's where you need to find one that resonates the other ones you might have gone to might not have been so clear sentient where they can feel they might have had a different a different clear it all depends on how they kind of connect to the energy but i find like you i connect really well with other people who can feel and are as sensitive to that kind of energy knowing now that you were sensitive even as a child makes a lot of sense too because that's how you were able to resonate so deeply with that. And that often, I mean, I'm sure I will run into people who don't resonate with that. and want more of the channeling through maybe smells or hearing. And so it all kind of depends on the soul itself and what they find comfortable in such a vulnerable setting where you're healing so much trauma. So, I mean, it's, you definitely want to go to someone who resonates, And as a practitioner, we will never find it insulting if someone wants to say, you know, I enjoyed this, but it just, I think I need something else. If these people are coming from a space of love and wanting that person to heal, okay, here I can recommend someone. I have other practitioners that are amazing. I think it's really important that people find that person. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I also just, I don't know, I think there's just something so genuine about you. Like, I think some of the past people I've even gone to for like mediumship stuff when I was in London, they're just like, a lot of them are just like not normal in the sense that like, they are just so intense and like, you're Mm -hmm. just like a normal gal, you know, like gal, what am I saying? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why I love it. I love it. You're like my friend, you know, like some other people can just be so like, make you so uncomfortable. It's like so intense, but you're just honest Mm -hmm. and you're you. And like, it's just like, you're so genuine, you know? I think that's
1: very scary when diving into spirituality because you do have this stigma. And I mean, we all see on TV how kind of it looks like terrifying. These people are all dressed up in all these different ways and there's a prejudice around it. And so I think when someone does truly go through an awakening, they are entirely themselves. And I try to make it as comfortable as I can, because I know even Reiki makes people nervous. And I do wanna say with Reiki, there is absolutely no harm that can come from it. It is coming from, if you believe in God, it's coming from God, it's coming from that higher power. It's all there to benefit you and none of it is there to hurt you. So that in itself is very important because I do get that question quite a bit where they're nervous that something bad will happen and that's not the case whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That's so
0: interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's so interesting. And I would love to hear more about just where you want to go with this work, you know, because right now you've, you, you really just started doing this full time and, and what's like your goal with all of this? Where do you see
1: yourself? Yeah, so I do, right now with the world, I think it's important to offer training online. I do really love the hands-on, but I'm going to be getting trained by someone who is a mentor for me. His name's William Lee Rand, and he's always been a mentor for me in Reiki. And next week, I'll be getting attuned to a very specific energy that will allow me to teach online and to give attunement. To others online directly from the source energy, extremely powerful. So I would love to start doing that once a month, just teaching people this beautiful energy to even just self-heal. We don't need to be practitioners. Even if we learn this, we'll just help ourselves. I think that's a beautiful concept. And from there, I'm definitely going down the route of coaching with my sister. I'm lucky that my sister is my twin flame and we work so well together. She's definitely the like, very analytical mind and mine is very much like let's hold space. So I think together, we are going to combine those gifts and create a coaching program. And I mean, who knows from there right now, my partner's Australian, and we're kind of stuck in Canada, but I would love to go to Australia and live there for a while somewhere warm and open up something down there. I will never work for anyone else ever again. I think now that I'm I'm in this, I'm in it. I can't imagine having someone dictate my hours or what weekends I'll get off and which ones I'll have to work. So I'll always work for myself. And I think really just helping the collective know how they can heal themselves. They don't even need me. They can do it all on their own. I just want to be able to provide tools and the guidance and the mentorship to help people do that for themselves. Because once they do it for themselves, they'll show others. And I mean, from there, we're just raising the consciousness of everyone. And then that is just beauty. Absolutely. Which is so needed right now. It is. So yes, cool. it is. It is. Oh my! It is. There's God. a part that you need to be honest with what everyone's feeling, but also being positive about it as well. We're really trying to come into this unity energy and the dualism that's going on is so heartbreaking. And I think it's just about teaching each other. We can all have our opinions. And let's just love each other. That's really what this is about. It's not about disconnect. We're trying really hard to avoid that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this mm-hmm. has
0: been such an amazing conversation. Thank and you. I always yes. love your energy so much. And I can't Thank wait to continue your so session. I our yes. sessions have been like really really therapeutic for me. Like Oh, I can't amazing. wait to do it every couple weeks. I'm
1: how, so glad. How much? Yeah. How
0: many times a month or a year do you recommend other people do Reiki?
1: Oh, the beautiful thing with Reiki is you can never have too much or too less. Um, it really is with what resonates. Some people who really need it have come to me weekly. I do a lot monthly right now. Some as, when they really feel really down and need that relaxation to bring about the healing within their body whenever they need I'm here. Whenever people reach out, we're like, okay, let's do this. It's really nice because there is no specific amount at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. Well, where can everyone find you if they want to book a session, if they want to yes. connect with you?
1: So my Instagram is where I've been doing most of my business. It's at inflorescence underscore by heaven. Um, that is also the name of my website. From there, you'll be able to book specifically for Reiki. I do card readings. I also just opened a crystal shop to kind of help people bring that healing into their homes, into a physical, in their physical environment. I think people who are kind of skeptical need something physical. So I thought crystals was a wonderful way to do that. So mainly Instagram, which will lead you to all of those other links. Amazing. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It was so nice to
0: be here.